0: And welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where we talk to people that are cookbook writers, obsessed with food, or otherwise food adjacent. And I'm very excited to talk to someone today. Her name is Tamar Adler, and she has written this book called The Everlasting Meal Cookbook, Leftovers A to Z. And I first read about it, I think, in maybe the New York Times. And then I got a copy of the book, and you guys... People that know me know I'm obsessed with my freezer. I'm obsessed with mason jars. I'm constantly like repurposing things. I'm like an old housewife from the 1920s. I can't throw a thing away. And this book is like the guide to how to make sense of all this chaos of all these leftovers and these little dribs and drabs that you have. I just am so impressed with you. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm so happy that I'm talking to a, a soul sister and saving so how did you have you
0: been like this since you were a little kid and finally just wrote this? I mean it's a tome <laughs>
1: it is. and it's and I wanted it to be longer i got my my publisher cut me off at some point uh I haven't been like this I mean I've always liked saving things, and I've always you know been sort of into um You know, things that were that had age to them or stories. But I think that this actually came from being a professional cook because um, I think, contrary to what a lot of people think would be true, professional cooks are amazing at using all of everything. And both what is done in restaurants and certainly what's done like for, for diners, but also what's done to serve the staff of a restaurant is 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 always a version of either thinking ahead so cooking something partway and then finishing the cooking or um making sure that you're cooking something in a way that lets you use it over the course of days or making sure to eke all of the flavor out of anything that you have so uh it was being it was being a, a professional cook that kind of helped me realize that I could um if I could put down on paper what so many of us already knew, but from years of of professional cooking, then I could kind of hand some of it off to home cooks.
0: Yeah. And I think, so during the pandemic, many people sort of rediscovered cooking and certainly their pantry and maybe things that their mom did or dad that they hadn't thought about that now all of a sudden you're at home. And you can't run to the grocery store every day, you know, unless you're going to have the survival gauntlet because it was kind of a grim time. So we went back to some of this, like an example in here, you talk about moldy cheese. Well, you know, my mom just cut the mold off the cheese and we just kept going like she never missed a beat with it. But you take it further in like zest and um, uh, different, anything, any ingredient that you have, you can literally look up in this book, you guys, and she tells you like what to do with it.
1: I mean, my theory was, if you have it, why not use it? And I think remembering the pandemic is a really sort of smart point of orientation for uh, how to use this book and also how I wrote it, because that was a time during which our, all of our outlooks was, if I have something, I'm going to use it because the the stakes of going out to get a new thing are just too high. Yeah, and right, and so like the stakes feel different now, um, and they are different, but they're still stakes, right? It still takes a lot out of every person to go to the supermarket. I I find it like it takes a lot of energy, and it takes like personal energy and planning and gas for the car and the standing in the like the whole thing plus it costs money so it's like if you have it why not use it and that is what I was trying to help people do in this book
0: and I'll just like an example that we I talked about on this podcast a while ago that I overcooked quinoa for a tv segment I was doing and I had all of this quinoa and I froze it in these little cubes, right. In the, in the freezer and I've been making bowls and I've still got all these cubes left and I looked it up in your book and I can make a savory tart with the quinoa crust. I would have never thought
1: of that. Oh yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. And then like, obviously a quinoa salad, but you talk about making it crunchy by adding all of these other elements to it. And it just like, I looked up quinoa and I was like, who would have thought to make a crust with that? Like, that's how useful your book is. And it is called The Everlasting Meal Cookbook. I just want to make sure I repeat it. When you thought about organizing the book, like, so that somebody like me, who's got a cup of white beans left, and what do I do with that? Or right now I'm a wash in ham from Easter, you know, and oh, trying yeah. to of creative ways to eat ham other than a ham sandwich and pea soup, because I've already done those. How did you think about how to organize things?
1: I well, okay. Before I answer the organization question, I just want to shout out um, to Emma McDowell, who is the person from whom I got the quinoa crust recipe. Just because I don't want to take, you know, I just don't want to take credit. Yeah, I thought you're so, so brilliant, and I um and I definitely got the idea from her. And she she I think has a book out, and she has recipes on the internet all the time, and she's super great. Um. But I at first wanted to organize the whole book alphabetically. I thought that would be easiest. So just A a to Z and you would look up quinoa under Q and um, beans under B probably. Although then it's like, or do you look them up under cannellini and it, you know, ham under H. But uh, I did that for the first draft, maybe two drafts of the book were just purely alphabetical with no other organizing principles and I had a friend who always reads my draft who said that it made for some really infelicitous neighbors like he didn't want he didn't like reading about he didn't like reading the word anchovy next to apple peel he felt like it just made him want to close the book up and just not worry about either the anchovies yep. or the, or apple the peels. peels yeah nothing he was like it just it like you know and i um and at first i sort of bucked and i was like but the whole point is that it's like a reference book and and then um and then i calmed down a little bit and i thought that's true and that maybe a new it's also not you know you do you do kind of want there to be a category that you're searching in um because that's that is often how we use reference books too you know and so i right. decided to create larger um, leftovers categories, which I, it still can be, I think, confusing to somebody because we're so used to searching um, any culinary text by what we want to make, not by what we have. And I have had to remind people, I'm the point, if you look up a roast beef sandwich, I'm not giving you a recipe for a roast beef sandwich. I'm telling you what to do with the soggy half of roast beef sandwich you have left. Yes. Uh, and so that but that that creating those larger categories is how I ended up organizing it. So the first chapter is vegetables and it's leftover vegetables. The second is um, fruits and nuts and it's you know overripe, underripe, etc. And leftovers of all. Um, there's leftover bread, leftover rice and grain. I mean rice and beans. Uh, leftover stuffed doughs, which is kind of a hard category to come up with, but it kind of made sense to me. Um, there's leftover drinks leftover sweets. Oh, leftover snacks. Some stuff like the dust at the bottom of a
0: puzzle
1: bag or Cheetos, like just a little,
0: which that dust is amazing. If you're like going to bread something and, or put a little sprinkle on a little pile of soup that you're eating or. It's like extra good salt. Yes. Extra good, spicy salt. And even like I make Caesar salads all the time and I like to use real anchovies in the dressing um, how did I not think about using the anchovy oil? And I'm just been throwing that away.
1: I'm glad that you now have ideas for it. Yeah. Like it's it it's so like
0: such an obvious one. Like, oh yeah, this is that delicious flavored oil. You know, why aren't you doing something with it? And also like something I discovered during the pandemic is brine from pickle juice. Oh yeah. I was just sal- not salvaging my brine and now I'm hoarding it.
1: Yeah, because you need, it's like, if you're going to do a whole chicken or like a whole a bunch of pork chops, you actually need kind of a good amount, right? There could be like two, you need to be saving the pickle juice from two jars. Because you need a lot. And frying yeah.
0: chicken and frying oh, yeah. the chicken before you fry it in that pickle juice is a secret of many chefs. So good. Was there something that you did not know what to do with it like pistachio shells let's use that as an example
1: um well i we have always used those for fire starters those are pretty good for um starting like like a, a wood stove or a fireplace um no that was okay but there were a bunch i didn't i mean cherry cherry uh, stems. I, a lot of them I had to look up and then do some experimenting with. Yeah. And I hadn't known that one could use. Um, What do you do with a cherry stem? You make tea. And it's supposed to be really good for you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) See, this is like the joy of the discovery of this book. I've been reading it like a Bible in bed at night, like hoarding, you know, 10 pages at a time. (laughs) It's, it's really, it is like, I've never been so excited about a book before. I'm in love with it. Do you, now, where do you go from here? Can you, you mentioned that your publisher cut
1: you off. Could you do a whole other? Do I have, I don't know if I have enough for a whole other, but like, what if, I mean, I'm still collecting the ones that aren't in there. So I wonder if they would ever let me do like a five, you know, if I could break up the letters so that each one could be a little bit shorter like a through e or something like that and yes. then do a bunch of a bunch of um volumes that would be one thing another is i could just at some point in the future you know reissue it with everything that got left out i don't know anything that seems outdated i don't know
0: when you go out to eat like you have a recipe or an idea for leftover french fries that i'm assuming you're bringing home from a restaurant When you go out to eat, do you bring everything leftover home?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless, let me think. Yeah, I do. I do. I think I I would like, I was like, well, do I really? And I'm like, no, I totally do because everything is good on fried rice or everything is good in like a lunchtime, you know, some constellation of of eggs and rice. And I do, I do. I mean, I even, you know, I keep leftover salad. And I, the other day I um, made... This was for a TV show, which I only mentioned because it's like you know you're doing it on the spot, so it, you really it like really has to work. Um, and I yeah. made Caesar salad, uh, Caesar salad stuffed boiled eggs, kind of like deviled eggs, but with Caesar salad chopped up and then combined with the yolks and um, a little bit of anchovy and Parmesan and garlic, and they were so good. And I I had to make a bunch of them because it looks beautiful on TV, and my husband and I. Like just ate them all. They were so delicious.
0: It's so smart because sa- leftover salad is hard because it gets soggy, obviously, pretty quickly. Yeah. And some people love a leftover salad. I'm not a huge leftover salad person, but that's brilliant because the texture isn't necessary, but the taste is still carried
1: through. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is so amazing. Who inspires you? Like, do you have some cookbook authors that are your go-tos?
1: The I get the most inspiration from cooks from other cultures so it's when i when i read like thai cookbooks and um and indian cookbooks and there's a really beautiful i think it's senegalese cookbook um that i forget the name of that i really like and a big book of um indian pickle indian pickles that was self-published i think it's called usha's pickle uh Those that's where I get the most sort of like, oh my god, I that's a great idea and oh yeah, that flavor. I mean there was a oh I I used leftover Caesar salad dressing to make something Thai recently because I realized that um fish sauce is just pressed anchovies and there's garlic and everything and it had lemon. Instead of lime. And I was like, oh, oh, so I used it as as the beginning of like a like a yamun sen, a Thai noodle salad. I just added all of the ingredients to that. And so that's the kind of thing that like I think comes to me from flipping through those those other cuisines recipes. Yeah.
0: And getting inspiration too, because I think sometimes, you know, people just cook the same stuff and you want to like branch out a little bit. Um, strawberry leaves, who knew that you should be eating those in salads? I did not.
1: I didn't. I did not either. My friend Wes told me that. He's like, that's what I always do. Yeah. I had no idea.
0: And so much of this too is forageable. Like, y- you know, like a strawberry leaf there, there's wild strawberries all over my woods and I could not always get the strawberries cause the bears get them first, but you know, <laughs> I could get the leaves and make something cool out of that. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am just obsessed with this book and I'm hoping that we can get you on our radio show too, because we, um, talk a lot about leftovers and how to repurpose things and just how to be a good home cook, uh, and good meaning, not like fancy good meaning, just like being able to get a meal on the table for your family in a reasonable amount of time that makes sense for your schedule in your life. Cause there's just so many ideas.
1: (laughs) Totally. Oh, I'm so, I would love to. And, um, and I love how I how how much it seems like it like you're you're it's you're like you're reading it. And it's, I get you, it. it really found you. I'm so happy. Thank yes, you.
0: It found me. There's more than 1500 recipes, ideas in here. And it's economical, too. You know, my daughter is a starving 24 year old person. And I was like, you have to look at this book when you come over. I'm like, you can't have it, but I'll get you one. Because you just like, you'll never waste anything again. And there's so many great ideas. Tamara, I just love it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Take Absolutely. Care. And pick up the book, The Everlasting Meal Cookbook. Do you have a newsletter too? I think I saw maybe.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't. I just okay. have books on Instagram.
0: Just books and Instagram is plenty, right? It's a lot to keep For up now. On. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for being my guest today. I appreciate it. Stephanie, bye. Okay, bye-bye.